Have you ever been lost? You didn't know where you were going? When I was a kid, uh, my dad, in preparing for an upcoming hunting season, decided we would drive a perfectly good truck on a perfectly good road uh, to a place where we were going to walk in to make preparation. And we walked into the woods and as we walked, you know, as a kid, I think I was nine or 10 years old, you realize something's not right. And as we were walking, I noticed that there were footprints everywhere that we would walk. And I began to ask my dad some questions only to realize we were lost. We found some guys who were in these woods and they were fishing and they were super helpful uh, as my dad asked, hey, where, how do we get back to this place to get back to the truck? Uh, they just pointed like, go that way. And my dad was like, okay, we'll go that way. And so we head that way. And I noticed again that there are footprints in the mud. And again, we were lost. Finally, we made our way back to them. And my, my dad asked the guy, he says, hey, we're lost, we can't find our way back. Would you drive us to our truck? And at that moment, the guy was like, sure, we'll do that. And we were probably less than a quarter of a mile from where we needed to be, but it took us several miles to go around to get back where we started. Do you know why? Because finding your way is so much easier when you know where you are are. It's the same way with our choices. Have you ever made a bad choice? Some you feel you can't come back from? Have you ever in your life recognized and made choices that had really a few negative consequences while others feel like they changed the direction of your life? But God anticipated the choices that you would make, both good and bad. And it's so amazing that he provided a way for us to overcome the bad choices that we've made by just making one good choice. You see, life is the sum of the choices that we make, both good and bad. And the reality of it is, no matter where you've come from today or what's happened in your life, your life can be blessed even though you've made bad choices. Let's pray together. So God, in this moment, would you give us ears to hear? Would you give us a heart to discern? And God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to each person the one right choice that they need to make to be on a journey with you that they never believed was possible. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, I wanna welcome all of our campuses this morning, no matter where you're worshiping. We are so glad that you chose to be a part of Faith Promise this weekend. But would you also help me? This morning, I had an incredible opportunity at our Pellissippi campus to meet Kirsten. Uh, she just recently got out of one of our God Behinds Bars uh, women's location. Would you help me in welcoming the men and women who are worshiping at our God Behind Bars campuses at all locations this weekend? We believe in you, and I know in a message about choices, you may think that you've made a choice that you can never overcome, uh, but God is with you and he will direct you and guide you. And today we have an amazing opportunity at our campuses as in our FP Kids environments, we're celebrating tricks and treats. Uh, that's just a great chance for uh, our kids to connect and engage and have a lot of fun. And then we're finishing this series called Choose Your Own Adventure. And there have been some amazing moments of freedom that have happened over the past several weeks. And today I hope is just the same for you. But even though you've experienced amazing moments of freedom in your life, 
Have you ever experienced those amazing moments of frustration when you're using the Maps app on your phone? You know what I'm talking about? Now, for those of you who were growing up before the year 2000, we didn't have the Maps app. We actually had one of these. Anybody remember this? The good old road atlas. The great thing about this, it required a navigator in the car with you. You had to have the person in the passenger seat who would hold this and they would tell you where to go just like the voice does on your phone now. Do you guys remember that? It was so awesome and it really normally just led to bad relationships in the car, but not much more than that, right? But once we started in on this whole GPS navigation thing, it created moments like this. Make a right turn. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. It means bear right. No, up there. it said right, so take a right. No, 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 look. It, it means go up to the right, bear right over the bridge and hook up with 307. Make a right Maybe it's turn. a shortcut, Dwight. It said go to the right. It can't mean that. There's well, a lake right there. I think it knows where it is going. This is the, the lake. machine knows. This is the lake. Stop yelling at me. No, it's not there. There's no Remain calm. I have trained for this. Okay. Exit the window. Here we go. Make a U-turn, if possible. At least in this season where we're following the GPS, we get this amazing opportunity here recalculating or rerouting. And what if you could have that same voice in your life? What if someone was there to say, you're off course, recalculate, reroute your life. You see, the choices that we make have a greater impact than what we actually have ever realized in our life. Just this weekend, I mentioned that our kids are in FP Kids doing tricks and treats. And right now, across all of our campuses, there are leaders who are sharing the message of Christ with our kids. And this weekend, your family may have come just thinking, hey, we're gonna come and get candy and it's safe candy before Halloween. But one of the things you may recognize is that your kids may experiencing the only true life offering decision that they can make, what you do with Jesus. You see, you can overcome any other choice that you make in life, but you can't overcome the choice unless uh, that you make if you don't trust Jesus. And the decision to, to follow him begins with that moment where we trust him, but it continues every day as we daily decide to follow him. And the Bible calls that obedience or obeying God, and it's through obedience that God reroutes your life that as you follow him, he directs your life, that he gives you the opportunity to understand the path or the course that he has for you. The Bible in Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, and I love the New Living Translation for this, but you've probably heard this verse, whether you grew up in church or not. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he'll show you which path to take. You see, God is your GPS. The Bible is your GPS. He is there to show you the right path to take. And in this series, we find that we, have, we are in a valley of decision. 
between two mountains, Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim, found in Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28. And Mount Ebal, as you remember, is the barren mountain. It's the place where scripture tells us the place of wrong choices or bad choices, where God was telling the nation of Israel, you have to decide, are you going to make bad choices on Mount Ebal? Or are you gonna make your way the other side to Mount Gerizim? And Mount Gerizim is that place of good choices. So one being barrenness and one being this life that you've always wanted and we stand in the middle having to decide by the choices we make which direction we will go. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, in the first two verses, which is our text for this weekend, uh, there is an amazing, some amazing things that God tells us that I wanna unpack with you this weekend. It's so incredible that as you see that God has given us the ability to make right choices. In verse one of chapter 28, it says, now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I am commanding you today, that the Lord your God will put you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord your God. Now, how do you move from good or bad choices to God choices? And one of the things that you have to do is you have to quit making mindless choices. Now, we all make a number of mindless choices every day. The first one that I would mention to you is Netflix. It tells you what you should watch next, but we scroll through it over and over saying, what should I watch, right? There's thousands of shows and we mindlessly scroll through until we choose something that we don't really wanna watch and we sit there and watch it, right? But it's not just Netflix, it's the refrigerator. Do you ever find yourself standing in front of the refrigerator with the doors open eating something you never planned to eat? Some of you are old enough now that you open the refrigerator doors, you don't even know why you opened them. You know, you're just standing there like, what did I, what did I come here for? What about texting while driving? Do you know that in the last 10 years, 26,000 people have died while others were texting and driving? And right now we know that the roads are a little safer because at any given time, there's 660,000 people who are texting and driving on the road. So if you're at a campus this weekend, the roads are a little bit safer because you're not doing that. But it's a mindless choice that we make that when a message comes through, we immediately grab our phone and look to reply, even though we know that the consequences of that may cost us our life or the life of someone else. You see, our choices should actually not be mindless. They should be mindful. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the the writer Paul wrote something about how we can know we can make good choices when he said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. You see, God, if you have made a decision to follow him, has placed new things inside of you. You have new opportunities to make decisions. There's a new reality in you. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, in verses one and two, it's really amazing because the Bible uses a unique word that's used throughout the book of Deuteronomy and talking to us about how we can make different choices. And you remember it said to make them diligently or carefully as a new creation. And the word that it uses here, the Hebrew word is shamah. 
Now, you may have not grown up in church and you still may have heard this word before because the word actually means to hear or to listen or to obey. Literally, what he's saying is, listen to what I am saying and do it. Obey. And it could have been written this way uh, if you were translating this yourself. He would literally be saying, listen carefully and obey the Lord your God, listening carefully to do all his commands. He's literally saying it twice. Now, why would he say it twice in this passage? Well, you have to remember who the people are that he's talking to. He's talking to the nation of Israel and they had been slaves in a nation called Egypt. They left Egypt and they made their way across the Dead Sea and at the Red Sea. And as they made their way across, they came to a land that God had promised them. It was the promised land. And they had the opportunity to go in and claim that land and follow God from that point. But instead, they sent out spies to check the land. Ten spies came back and said, we can't do this. Two said, we can. And they chose to go the way of the two that said, we can't. And for 40 years, they wandered mindlessly and until an entire generation had died. In Deuteronomy 28, that word Shema is the same word that you've likely heard in Deuteronomy chapter six, where it actually tells us the Bible, hear, O Israel. The word Shammai saying, hear, listen to me. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And he tells them they should teach these things to their kids, but this thought of loving God is exactly what we want for you every weekend. It's one of our values. We want the movement called Faith Promise to love God with all of who we are. And the reality of that is that even though most of us would say we want to love God, we've all made decisions that don't represent that in our lives, right? I've done it, you've done it. And I've been in a season recently where I've been teaching my kids how to drive. You're either gonna be in that season one day or you're out of that season, but do you guys know, anybody been there teaching your kids how to drive? Yeah, it's a scary time for all of us. Now, can I just be transparent for a minute with you? I'm a terrible driver. I'm a terrible, aggressive driver. Yes, here's how I think on the road. If I had a billion dollars, I would have a fund set up for pulling out of the Pellissippi campus. If you don't attend the Pellissippi campus, blessings to you, but if you do, you have to pull across the road and you enter an acceleration lane. And some of you stop. <laughs> you stop. It's called an acceleration lane. And if I had all of the money in the world, I would have a fund. And I would put a snowplow on the front of my car. <laughs> and I would push you right off into the ditch while I was leaving. And then I would throw like stacks of money at you, like go buy a new car, you know, but figure out what it means to accelerate. And as I was teaching, it's true. Come, okay, yeah. It, I do have a dark heart, okay? It's, I'm sorry, but it's just the reality. But listen, 
For most of us, when I'm teaching my kids to drive, do you know what I tell them? I tell them, don't do what I do. Do what I say. I think you guys have been doing the same thing, haven't you? Don't do what I do. Do what I say. What am I telling them? I'm telling them, hey, for so long, I've made mindless, bad choices about driving. I don't want you to repeat what I'm doing. I want you to make choices uh, that are better than the choices that I make. And honestly, at this point, it's easier just to tell you to do that than to model that for you, right? You've been there. I've been there. It's where we live in most places in our life. You see, the choices you make about your life, though, they can't be mindless. It's not like driving your car. You have to be careful in the choices that you make for your life. But even though we know this, listen, most of us in the traffic of everyday life moments often make unwise turns. We make unwise choices. And we find ourselves again in this valley of decision between two mountains, but we choose to go the wrong way. We make bad choices, we go to Mount Ebal, and we find ourselves there in a moment of barrenness. But I want you to think back if you were here the first week of this message series, and if not, I would encourage you to go back and watch the message that Pastor Zach did. Because in Deuteronomy 27, God knew that the nation of Israel would end up making some bad choices, and God knew that you would make some bad choices as well. And in Deuteronomy 27, they, he's saying, you'll end up at some point on Mount Ebal. So what he had them do, if you remember, he had them grab some stones and whitewash them and build an altar. Now, in the Bible, when someone builds an altar, the altar is a place for remembrance or repentance. And the reason he put the altar on Mount Ebal was so that when they recognized they had made a bad decision, they would know what to do. They would know to go to the altar and repent. And repent is a word that just means to turn around or to recalculate your life. You see, If you're on Mount Ebal this weekend, you're not stuck there. All you have to do is repent and recalculate and turn to God. So my question for you today is, do your decisions point you in the direction of being obedient to him? Even if they don't, that doesn't mean you're stuck where you are. You see, one bad turn will usually not ruin your life. But a life filled with wrong terms over time will leave you lost, turned around, and wishing you had never left home. But listen to me, how you begin can make things harder, but it doesn't make it impossible. You see, God's not done with you. And in verse two of Deuteronomy chapter 28, he actually tells you something so amazing about what he wants to do in your life. No matter the choices that you've made today, you get this opportunity to make a different choice or a different decision. And in verse two, it says, and all these blessings will come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord. 
I love what another version of the Bible says because it actually, it, it translates this more clearly so that we can understand what he's saying to us. And it says it this way in the English Standard Version. It's called the ESV. It's a great version that you can read as well. And he says this, and all these blessings shall come upon you. But he adds something else that it says. And overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So if you obey, if you make God choices, blessings won't just come upon you. He says, hey, it's, it's bigger than that. These blessings will overtake you. Did you get it? Blessings will come upon you, but blessings will also overtake you. They, they will, you can't outrun them. You can't get away from them. Think about it. If you obey, these blessings will run you down. But if you don't, you will miss out on the opportunity to experience everything that God has for you. Have you ever been caught in a rainstorm or trying to outrun one? Think about it in your car. You have the groceries in the back and you're trying to get home and bring them in before it starts raining and, and you're driving as fast as you can and you're watching in your rearview mirror. Think about being downtown in, in, in the community that you live in and you're looking and you see the, 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 the impending dark skies and the clouds coming that way and you start feeling those raindrops. What does that do to you when you feel those drops? What do you wanna do? Run. You wanna run away from it. You've gotta get to cover. But here's what's amazing about what he tells us in this passage of scripture. Unlike a rainstorm, the blessing that he has for you, the blessings that he has for you will overtake you as well. And then in a moment that probably makes some of us uncomfortable. He tells us exactly what that means. Listen to this. I'm just gonna read some of the things to you, but you should go back and read in Deuteronomy chapter 28, starting in verse three. He said, blessed will you be in the city and blessed will you be in the country. Blessed will be the children of your womb. Blessed will you be when you come in and blessed will you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated. The Lord will command the blessing for you in your barns and in and everything that you put your hand to. He's saying, I'm gonna bless you in your saving. I'm gonna bless you in the work that you do. Uh, he goes on and he says, uh, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk his ways, you see that if again, if you'll do this, if you'll make God choices, and the Lord will give you more than enough prosperity. And he goes on in verse 13 and 14, and he, he really just sums it up and makes it so clear about what God is trying to do in your life if you'll make God choices. He says this, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will not only be above, you will only be above and not underneath if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to follow them carefully. And do not turn aside from any of my words, which I am commanding you to today, to the right or to the left, to pursue other gods, to serve them. You see, God is never done with you. And the question we have to ask ourselves as we finish up the moments that we have this weekend is how do you diligently obey? How do you carefully follow his commands? It's like when you're driving, it's one turn at a time. It's making the right moment by moment 
choices. How do you know how to make those choices? Well, God gave us a map, an atlas, an app. It's called the Bible. And you can use the Bible to help you make the God choices that he wants in your life. And I wanna remind you of something that's so important. You won't be perfect, and God knows that. And how you began, it may actually make things harder, but it doesn't make your life impossible. You just have to start by making one right decision and another one and another one and another one. You see, you may have come this weekend and you're defeated because you think, I can never overcome the choice that I've made. The reality of it is, God knows right where you are today. He wasn't surprised that you're here. He wasn't surprised with the choices that you've made. But he still is here giving you the opportunity to walk away and make one right choice after another, after another. Knowing at some point you might mess up, you will mess up, but you'll have the opportunity to recalculate and reroute and turn back to him. For the past few weeks, we knew that this moment would end with a place where we wanted you to recognize and understand and experience healing that can only come from God. In our Heart for the Harvest season, as we lead up to Heart for the Harvest, we love to pray for different issues that people are, are facing. And this weekend, we wanna pray for healing. And one of the things that I struggled with that I was talking to Pastor Kyle with is, I never want you to believe that if you obey, God will heal you. God doesn't have to heal you. I've experienced in my life something desperate that I wanted God to do that he didn't do. But obedience is the first step towards the opportunity for blessing. And many of you have something happening in your life. You need physical healing. You need emotional healing. And every time you get to this moment at Faith Promise where there's the opportunity for that, you don't take that step because you're afraid. You're afraid God won't do it or you're afraid other people will wonder what's happening in your life. And you let fear dictate the decision that God has told you as he wants you to take a step of obedience to go ask someone else to lay hands on you and pray for you. Scripture tells us that if any of you are sick, let them call the elders and that they'll anoint you, lay hands on you and pray for you. And the prayer offered in faith can heal the sick. And this weekend, we want you to have the chance to do that as we close our service today. And so at all of our campuses, if our prayer teams would just make their way to the stations where you are set up at your location, and then as our prayer teams are coming forward, promisers at every location, would you just stand up where you are? Would you just stand up right now? Everyone's, everyone's standing at their feet. Right now, the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, you have to obey, it's your choice. You can take a step and do what scripture says or you can wait and maybe still miss out on the blessing that God has for you. But whatever it is right now, there are people who want to pray for you at all of our campuses. And I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna give you the chance just to move and go to those stations. And you know, if you don't know what to say when you walk up, just say, would you pray for me? And they'll pray for you. So God, right now in this moment, Holy Spirit, we invite you here. You are the healer, the one who can take anything, whether it be emotional or physical, 
God, there are those who have cancer. There are those who have, uh, they have other issues, back pain, or they've broken a bone in their body. Whatever it is, Father, they are here and they need a touch from you. There are others who need emotional healing. That Father, things in their life have gotten broken and they just need a step to take back to you to experience the healing that only you can give. So right now, we declare in faith and obedience that you're the only one who can heal. And we ask you to do that work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you need healing today, just make your way to one of these stations around our room as we pray for each other.